Welcome to the FootballCoachesCorner.com podcast, where football coaches come to collaborate. On today's podcast, we go back to school. Well, at least our quarterbacks do. This is Mark Holcomb with the Football Coaches Corner podcast. With all the time we have these days to do Zoom meetings with our staff and players, we have decided to put our quarterbacks through a school of sorts. My former offensive coordinator and current college offensive coordinator, Kirk Brown, and I have come up with some things that we feel are important for our quarterbacks to know, and we put them down into a 35-page PowerPoint document that will be available on our website, which is www.footballcoachescorner.com. Now, this PowerPoint is completely editable, so you can make any changes additions or deletions that you wish to make and truly make this your own quarterback school. Uh, Now I will be going over some of the highlights of our quarterback school today and hopefully you will find some of these things very useful. Uh, Now like I said before this document is 35 pages long so obviously uh, I'm going to hit the highlights and not go through every word of it but I'll try to give you a great idea of kind of what we've come up with and like I said before, you know, feel free to make any adjustments or whatever that you'd like with this PowerPoint. Now, the first thing we talk about with our quarterbacks is uh, our own little pyramid of success. And we talk about, you know, attitude, execution, and production. And so this is just a, you know, a mindset type of thing that we talk with our kids about. And, and with every one of these, you know, documents, we don't talk just about football, but we talk about school and life. Also, because football obviously is a vehicle to help these kids, you know, be better students and be better fathers and, and, you know, and husbands down the road, too. So the first one I'll talk about is attitude. You know, we talk to our quarterbacks about, you know, don't tell us that you want to win. Uh, What are you going to do about it? You know, can your teammates trust what you do as a player and as a person? And, uh, you know, can you separate the, the issues that you have off the field with the ones on the field? And, uh, you know, school and life. You know, are, are you the same person everywhere you want to go? And can your parents and your friends trust you? So your attitude has a lot to do with this. And so that's why that's the, the bottom base of our pyramid of success. Now, the next thing we'll go to is uh, execution. And, you know, in, in this, we, we talk about, you know, a plan without execution is dead. Uh, our quarterbacks have to know, you know, their role on every play and know that every play is different. And they got to, you know, they got to make sure that, they understand that practice is a place where we can work on those things and get better and, uh, you know, build that trust with your teammates. Same thing with school and same thing with life. You know, are you prepared for the day when you go to school? You know, do you have everything that you need ready? Uh, do you have a plan? You know, uh, uh, you know, what do you mean to people today? You know, things about that. And uh, what is your weaknesses? You know, I think you have to be able to identify your weaknesses uh, and, if you can identify those weaknesses, then you turn around and you figure out, you know, how can I fix these? We are constantly talking about talking to our kids, uh, and this is our students and our athletes about, you know, failure. If you fail, then that's an opportunity for you to learn. So obviously, if you want to, uh, you know, to get better, you got to increase the opportunities that you get a chance to fail. And and each time you have to learn from that and try to become, you know, a better student. Uh, let's say you're, you didn't prepare for a test and you didn't do well on that test, then, you know, you've identified the problem and that's a weakness pretty easily. And you had failure. That feedback on that test was failure. Uh, but now you got to figure out, 
you know, how can I go back and fix that weakness and turn that failure into something positive? And obviously, you know, I'm not telling you something you don't know, but if you prepare for that test the next time, you know, you'll do better for it. Uh, you'll do better on the test and you'll be a better student in the long run for doing those things. Uh, the last thing we talk about in our pyramid of success, the top part of it is production. And, and guys, you know that, you know, football is a, a production sport. You know, uh, just because you work hard every day uh, does not mean that you're going to be productive, you know. Uh, and, you know, we talked to our players about, you know, how do you react when, when you don't produce? You know, how do you react when you have a negative play or something like that, something goes wrong and you're, your teammates are always watching you, and we always preach to our kids that, uh, you know, hard work is not a guarantee for anything, but obviously if you work hard, it's going to give you a better chance to succeed than if you don't work hard. And so, that you know, there are alternatives to both of those, and uh, you have to make choices of those. And you have to always realize that, you know, making play sometimes, you know, is, is doing about things that, uh, you know, you know make, sometimes making plays with your feet, making plays with your arm, you know, as a quarterback. Is about things that you're coached to do in practice, but also sometimes some kids just have that factor. And same thing with school. You know, are you are you studying with a purpose? Uh, you know, are you going to classroom and are you ready for class? Uh, do you have a vision for the class? You know, is it just one of those classes that you're, you know, you got to take and get a grade for and get through with it, or is it a class that you feel like it might be in interesting to you and uh, it might be something you might want to, you know, make a career out of later on down the road. Uh, are you respectful of everything you're asked to do at home? You know, all those things continue to come back time and time again when we talk to our kids about what the expectations are for them, you know, in their daily life, both on the field and off the field. Now, as far as expectations for a quarterback, you know, this is uh, these are some things that we feel like are pretty non-negotiable with our guys. You know, we want our quarterbacks to be the best communicators, you know, uh, on the field, we want these guys to be leaders in the locker room, uh, lead each drill. You know everything that they're doing, uh, have a sense of urgency in, in in all the stuff that they do on you know on a daily basis. And then you know, part of being a leader is asking. You know we tell our kids, uh, and we we encourage our kids. You know if you don't know why you're doing something, we, we want you to ask us. You know that's why they call us coach, and that's why you know we're out there. You know, now we don't want you second guessing everything we're doing, but if you're in a drill, you know, we want to see those drills that we do during practice. We want to see those drills translate over to the to the field in game situation. And if it doesn't, then I think that that player deserves the right to ask, you know, uh, what are we doing this for? Is this is this exactly, you know, the 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 repetition? Is this exactly the the skill that I'm going to use in a game? Uh, you know, in meetings and practice, you know, in school, we want our, our quarterbacks to be competitive. You know, we want those guys to be, you know, we talk about being leaders, but part of being a leader is not just the rah-rah guy, but, you know, we want those guys to be have a competitive mindset. Uh, you know, most of our, the quarterbacks that we've had uh, at our school now and in the past, you know, play other sports or either that or they're extremely competitive in the classroom. They're competitive in all the settings that they're at, and we just want them to uh, – you know, to understand what they're doing and, and understand why things are, you know, are a little bit different. Now, when we get to the football aspect aspect of it, we want to start teaching our kids about, you know, what our philosophy is as a, as a football team. You know, uh, I, I think it's real simple to look at it. You know, we want to obviously run the football first and we want to stop the run on defense. Well, you got to understand that you have to explain that philosophy to your kids 
you know, but we, we don't want to continue to, you know, pound our head against a brick wall. So hopefully some of the things that we're talking about here uh, will make some sense to you and, uh, you know, to our quarterbacks so that we can sell those guys on things. Now, you know, we're meeting with our quarterbacks every week, uh, go, you know, going over these things, going over plays, going over film, you know, talking through and letting them lead, you know, some of the discussion too. So, you know, we want to try to do those things as, as much as possible with these things. And, uh, you know, as a quarterback, uh, one of the questions we say is, uh, you know, who are you? You know, we need you to be cool, calm, and collected when, you know, when the game's on the line. Uh, you know, are you a guy who needs to distribute the ball to the guy, to the playmakers, or are you the playmaker? You know, I think that's a big thing, too. You know, if you've got a quarterback that, uh, you know, is a, is a throw first guy and is not real good with his feet, then I think you need to, he needs to understand that his job is to get the ball to the playmakers. And if it's, a, you know, if your quarterback's a dual threat guy who can run and throw and do a lot of things and just a really good athlete, then that player's the playmaker. And, you know, they have to figure out how things are going around them. So, you know, that's part of, uh, you know, figuring out who you are and figuring out what your limitations are. Uh, we talk to our quarterbacks a lot about leadership, you know, uh, you know, you don't have to be perfect, but, you know, everything you do needs to be intentional, uh, you know, and, and it, it's not about what you've done today, it's who you have been. And, you know, we want, you know, we got a couple quotes in here from Bill Walsh that, you know, talks about your actions and, you know, people following what you do. You know, uh, a lot of times we talk to our kids about, you know, uh, we want to be such a great example, you know, that, you know, people want to follow us and people want to do those things. Uh, we've got our quarterback commandments on here. And obviously that st starts at the top of the completion, goes from an incompletion to a sack to an interception. You know, we talk about those commandments with our guys. And, you know, sometimes there's nothing wrong with throwing the football away if nobody's there, if you get in a situation. And we want our guys to understand that, you know, sometimes uh, an incompletion is obviously better than a sack. And uh, a sack sometimes is obviously better than an interception. So we just want to, you know, th those guys to go through their minds and think about these things you know, as they go through practice, we want to practice these things as live as possible, you know, in, in all the things that we do. Uh, we talk about communication with our quarterbacks a lot. Uh, now, you know, we are a no huddle. Uh, tempo is a word that a lot of people use, but, you know, we're, we're going to be multiple tempos and we want to try to go fast sometimes, try to go slow sometimes, try to check. So, you know, communication is key with our quarterback. You know, our quarterback's job, you know, to make sure we're in the right formation, make sure he communicates with the offensive line. If, if anybody else is not, you know, uh, you know, lined up where they're supposed to be, uh, then he needs to fix that. He needs to make sure that he can signal anybody uh, the play, whatever we need. And a lot of times we're asking our quarterback to identify a conflict player. You know, uh, you know we're going to read some things. We're going to talk about some first-level, second-level RPOs and things that we do. Uh, so now, now the, the, the part we kind of transfer into or transition into is, uh, you know, the football aspect, aspect of it. So we went through the mental part, and now we want to go through the, the actual teaching of the classroom type. Uh, and this is where, you know, we feel like after the quarterbacks have that, you know, mindset down about what they're supposed to do with the football, now we're going to talk about things that we can do to give those guys reads and maybe accelerate the process of what they're trying to do, uh, you know, with, with the football, because I think that is a, uh, that's a pretty big deal with our guys, you know, making sure that, 
that uh, you know that that they know what to do with the football uh, as soon as the football is uh, you know you know in their hands. And a lot of times we want to, you know these guys to know what to do with the football pre-snap. Uh, first thing we teach our quarterbacks, and a lot of guys may think this is a waste of time, but you know we teach our quarterbacks. We want those guys to understand, you know, what the defensive front techniques are. You know, what are they? Uh, you know, where they're lined up at. So we go over, you know, all the techniques with our quarterback from a, you know, a, a shade to a one to a two eye to a two or three. We we discuss all those things with our quarterbacks, and want to as much as possible. Uh, you know, with those guys. Uh, the second thing we're going to talk about is we are an RPO team. So we're going to talk about, you know, first-level RPOs, uh, you know, the quarterback handling the, the, the conflict player. Talk about second-level RPOs where, you know, the quarterback now must take that, that linebacker-level guy and he must make, make sure that he's doing uh, the things that he's supposed to be doing. And in third level, you know, we're going to, you know, this is more like a, you know, something like it might be a glance post off something, but we're going to try to, figure those, uh, you know, D-gap fitters out and find out what they're doing. And this is something that we need our quarterback to be able to, uh, you know, go through really quick, uh, process a lot of this stuff pre-snap, and then when the ball snap, go through. Now, the next process we go through is we talk to our kids about uh, about the box, you know, the D-linemen, the linebackers, and, you know, really, really simple on this. We're just talking to these guys about, you know, the difference between a 4-1 box, a 4-2 box, a 3-2 box, a 3-3, three, three, you know, whatever it may be, because we want our quarterbacks to understand that there are, you know, if we don't have a tight end in or we don't have an H-back in, if we're just in 10 personnel set, you know, there, there are six open gaps. And if a team is playing with us uh, with a 5, you know, 4-1 box or a 3-2 box, obviously, uh, you know, we got six gaps, they got five fitters. So, you know, we can figure out uh, what we need to do, but I think it, it – helps our quarterback to know that pre-snap so that they can make sure that it kind of accelerates their read. So an example would be, we see a 4-1 box and we're running zone read. Well, that quarterback knows now that he's going to read the end man on the line of scrimmage. So we're basically up front now, we're five on four. And that he's got to make that guy wrong and read him now. If you get a 4-2 box or a 3-3 box, obviously now it's, six on six so we're going to read a defender and so now we're going to ha ha actually have you know those gaps are going to be covered but we got to make somebody wrong so we want our quarterback to understand that too after we do our uh, you know box fits and talk about those and teach those and guys a little more in depth in that but uh you know I, I don't have time to spend all day going over the different things we talk about with our uh you know box fits but the next thing we move to is uh, is our coverages and we break you know, coverage is down just like anybody else does. You know, we're going to talk about cover three, middle field close, cover one, middle field close, you know, just where the guys are at, where the, the fitters are at, what, you know, what things are open, what spots are open on the field based on those. Uh, we're going to move from that and go to our two highs, you know, our middle field, you know, like a cover two, middle field open, uh, cover four, uh, middle field open. And then we're going to go through and talk to our guys about, some of that pre-snap and post-snap movement. You know, how do you how do you cheat and accelerate your your thought process up a little bit? So, you know, we're going to identify obviously the number of safeties, but we're going to also look at the depth of the safeties. You know, is one safety rocking down lower than the other? Well, if he is, and that gives us an, a you know a, a good indication that maybe they're going to roll to that side. Uh, so you know, he he knows now to alert himself that it's possibly going to be a roll. You know, 
Are the safeties deep? Are they flat-footed? Uh, you know, how do the corners' hips look? So I think it's more than just, you know, pointing too high versus one high. It's a little bit more than that. And, and we can, you know, just because you take a picture pre-snap doesn't mean that when the ball snap, they're going to stay in the same place. So anything we can do to help our quarterbacks understand, you know, coverage rolling or coverage exchanging, maybe it's an invert where the safeties are coming down and the corners are going back. You know, we want to be able to give those guys, you know, as many reps to see in that uh, as we can. Uh, you know, the next part of we'll go into is we're going to, you know, break down cover two, uh, cover three, cover four, cover one, and we're going to talk about, you know, where do you attack these? You know, we're actually got on our PowerPoint, we've got the open areas drawn on here, and we talk to our quarterbacks about, you know, where to attack these these different uh, looks. So, you know, an example is we, we put this presentation actually into our huddle, so now we can draw and we can start talking about our routes. And, uh, you know, so if we're drawing, if we're in a two-by-two two set and, you know, it looks like uh, it's a it's a quarters or cover four look, you know, we might just say, okay, we're going to run snag here. Now, who are we reading? Now we're accelerating our quarterback's thought process. And obviously, uh, our quarterback knows who to read. And now we can talk about putting those receivers into those open areas, you know, where they're going to, you know, need those guys and once we read how we read those guys so we feel like this really really speeds up you know the play of our quarterback pre-snap and if he understands what his read is pre-snap he's going to get rid of the football a lot quicker once he reads that player you know when the ball snapped so you know we go over all those things um you know we're going to talk to our kids about you know having answers you know, uh, I saw Brent Behrman speak a couple of times, and he does a great job of talking to, you know, teaching the quarterback about where's the quarterback protected. You know, if we're in a certain run play, what hurts that play? You know, he, he is constantly talking about finding the D-gap fitter. You know, when we install our offense, we want to make sure that our quarterbacks know, you know, where their, uh, you know, where their, their, blitz pickup is coming from or where their hot routes are and so if we can start to think about those things then again that speeds their process up a little bit if we got a running back swinging and a flat player comes they know to get rid of the football right now uh you know and again have answers to man coverage so we're going to have a couple of different routes we're going to talk about you know with the man coverage and just you know try to figure out how to cover those things with our quarterback uh, the last thing we go through is, uh, you know, we, since we're such a big R RPO team, first and second level mainly, a little bit of third, you know, we talk to our guys about where the D-gap fitters are. So like in cover three, you know, it's going to be your, your outside linebackers or your flat players, uh, you know, quarters, same type deal, but now you're looking at different numbers. And then we talk to our kids about split field coverage. You know, if you you're, you got a team that plays – you know, cover four to one side and they're playing cover three to the other where the, the D-gap fitter now is going to come down. It might be a too high look pre-snap, but he's going to come down and try to fit, you know, off off the football. So, guys, those are just some of the things that, uh, you know, we talk about in this, uh, in this you know, PowerPoint. And, and, again, this can be found on our website. But uh, I'd like to thank you for listening to our podcast. If you have any ideas, uh, you know, about anything maybe that we can add to our podcast uh, you know, our, our website or anything that you, that you have of need, we'd love for you to reach out to us. Uh, you can reach out through our Twitter. That's at FB Coaches Corner. 
Uh, you can email us at fbcoachescorner at gmail.com. Uh, please visit our website where you'll find this uh, document that can be downloaded on there. There's also things about video scout checklists, game planning templates, and we've also got a lot of free downloads on there and some access to every podcast that we've uh, you know, had in the past. So that just gives you, uh, you know, an idea. Guys, if this is your first time listening, uh, we you know, would ask you to please hit the subscribe button, leave us a review. Uh, this helps to get our podcast rankings up. And uh, anyone that you would uh, you know, think might enjoy this podcast, we'd ask that you share those. Uh, share it with them. If you have any topics you'd like for us to cover, uh, just let us know through Twitter and email. We'd be glad to get on those uh, topics as soon as possible. And guys, thanks again for listening. And until next time, continue to coach with pride, passion, and a purpose.